We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I was telling Jason earlier, I, I had everything that... Y'all know who Stevie Wonder is? Stevie, okay. I had everything he ever put out. I, I like Stevie Wonder. So I'm going to talk about one of his songs tonight. Superstitions. So, and, he, and it was... Yeah, actually, I, it was. Yeah. <laughs> he, he made... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he made he made Stevie Wonder proud. First Corinthians chapter ten. Let's look at verses twenty and twenty one. But I, but I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. That's pretty good advice. I'd rather you not have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. That's pretty strong, isn't it? It's, it's pretty. Sounds like common sense. I've been seeing something that's really been, uh, and I started investigating it, with all the COVID stuff that's happened and 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 the things that have in the process of months, uh, things have begun to pop up. And I've read about it. I've heard people talking about it. I've heard people out of the church and in the church, uh, and it, it's it's kind of alarming. Uh, because people have kind of fallen back to the stup- superstitious notions that we s- seem to evade when things are going well, that we seem to s- stay away from. Uh, p- people are trying to find answers. They want, you know, what's going on here? And, and, and it's the typical human that we look into the superstitious part of life rather than this, this part of life that, that's real or reality. Instead of searching God's word and searching for God's answers, people look elsewhere to other things for answers. And so, but quite frankly, from what I've investigated in the last few weeks and months, superstition is on the rise in America. It's on the rise. Superstition, we're going to talk about superstition a little bit. Let's, let's just take a look at superstition. Just real quick, this man was in a, he was actually a pastor. He was in a line at a Whataburger, and this woman was ahead of him, and she was real upset. She said to the guy that had just given him the order, listen, uh, put, put something else on my order, anything, just put anything in my order. Uh, and so he, the, the pastor kind of looked like, you know, man, what's going on here? What's the deal? And so he looked over, and the woman's bill was $6.66. And so the guy said, well, what do you want? She said, I don't care. Just put anything. He said, how about an apple pie? She said, that's fine. Said, anything to change the number on my, because, and, and the pastor looked down and the lady was carrying a Bible. And so he knew she must have been a believer. She had a Bible. Did she really think that having a bill for $6.66 was going to bring her harm or bad luck? She turned to the guy, the pastor, and said, that was close. My aunt bought something for $6.66, and she had all kinds of problems and bad luck afterwards. So in her mind now, she's got this superstitious thought that because anybody that spends $6.66 on something, they're going to have bad luck. Have you ever thought about how much superstition is in your, our society that we live in? 80% of the high-rise buildings in America have no 13th floor. 
80%. Hospitals and hotels regularly have no room 13. No room 13. There's no 13th row of seats on an airplane, on an airline, a major airline. No 13th row. It goes from 11. You'll find them places, but in general, you don't find the 13th row. There are some common superstitions in our society. Here's, some thing, here's the thing about superstition. A lot of times we look at it and we pass it off as, eh, no, no big deal. But there's something about superstition we need to be very aware of. Here's some common superstitions. And I did this when I was a kid. I kept a rabbit's foot in my pocket. I kept a four-leaf clover and a little bag. What for? For good luck. Another superstition. In our society, when you say the number 13, people think what? Bad luck, especially Friday the 13th. If a black, y'all have a problem with black cats? Black cat crosses in front of you. As they're crossing in front of you, you keep doing this. Walking so they turn around so they don't walk in front of you. I've seen people do that. Walk, uh, walking underneath a ladder. Now, listen, that's common sense. Because if somebody, if there's, I walked underneath a ladder that I had at my house one day that I was working on, and I bumped it, and a hammer hit me on top of the head. That had nothing to do with luck. Everything to do with stupidity. It had nothing to do with luck. But breaking a mirror brings seven years of bad luck. You heard that one? Crossing your fingers brings you good luck or keeps you from bad luck. You ever heard that one? Some cultures prior to Jesus' day believed that any type of cross was an intersection of good spirit, of a good spirit. And so they began to cross their fingers. Every time they wanted something, they would cross their fingers because this cross would bring a good spirit into their life. And that's why we cross our fingers now for good luck. It's to bring a good spirit in our life. You know, the key to understanding superstition is just to find out where the origin is. That, and that is part of it because that brings a good spirit into your life. That, that sets, offsets the bad. In ancient days, a mirror usually cost about seven years of wages. So to ensure that someone was handling a mirror very carefully... This story was invented that if you break a mirror, you're going to have seven years of bad luck. Now, it kind of makes sense because now it's going to take you seven years of your wages to replace that mirror. That's not luck. Once again, that's just a sad, it has nothing to do with luck. It sounds innocent enough, but, you know, unfortunately, some believers, like the woman at the Whataburger, believe in these things. They believe these things are actually true. Ever hear someone say, knock on wood? You ever knocked on wood? People use this to avoid tempting fate, right? Knock or you know, I, that's never. Knock on wood came from a pagan religion that believed that all living things, including trees, had spirits. And when a tree was cut down or died, the tree's spirit left. Evil spirits would enter the tree, and then those evil spirits, in whatever area that it that it was in, the town, it would it would take up residence in the wood, and then it would cause people to have bad things happen in their lives. And so somebody would go by and. Knock on the wood and the evil spirit would leave. That's where knock on wood came from. And yet, how often do we knock on wood? We think it's innocent, but it's not. Now, well, Pastor Don's now he's going to nitpick. 
listen, there's a lot of things we think are innocent when, in fact, they all lead to the same thing. Superstition is what? It's believing in something you know is impossible, but you believe it anyway. You believe it anyway. According to a recent poll, more than 23% of Christians actively read their horoscope and believe in astrology. Let me read this again. 23% of Christians read, read, do you read your horoscope? I just read it for fun. No, no. You can say you're reading it for fun and lie to yourself all day long. You're reading it because you're looking for something. So why are you reading it? Well, I'm looking to have a good time. There's, they, they believe in astrology. I'm going to show you something. That's astrology. There's something in the Bible about astrology that's very pointed. Another poll shows that 25% of churchgoers admit to being superstitious. Now, they, these are people that admit to it. They're Christians, churchgoers, and they admit to being superstitious. Sadly, most of them are not aware that the Bible forbids us to practice superstition in any form or fashion. And there's a reason. Simply because superstition is idolatry. Anything that you put in favor or above God to receive something, crossing your fingers in hopes of something good coming your way is saying to God, I need a second just in case you don't come through, God. Now, Pastor Don's nitpicking, not nitpicking. Anything you put before God. We always crossed our fingers and we told a lie. Exactly. And that was to bring that good spirit. You know, that, the, that, when in, after Jesus died, now crossing fingers became something else. And, and if, if you look at it, because of the way Christians were persecuted, uh, you're, you know the fish sign that they would do half the fish? Well, there was another sign they used, and it was they would take their thumb like this, and they would make an L, and they would touch their fingers, and it would make a cross. And when it did, it made it look like the back end of a fish. When you, So they crossed their fingers, so it looked somewhat like that sign. That we, so that finger-crossing deal was part of Christianity, but it was that that fish things. Isaiah 2, verse 6, is, and this is from the NIV. You, Lord, have abandoned your people, the descendants of Jacob. They are full of superstitions from the east. They practice divination like the Philistines and embrace pagan customs. So as far as God sees it, when you're superstitious, you're practicing a pagan custom. Not only that, when that happens, when you do that, you, you, you take a chance of being abandoned because you're practicing a custom that's pagan. It's not just for fun. You know, we do some things and we think it's just for fun. We keep going. Ancient people believe that evil spirits hover just outside a building's doorways. These are things that are just in history. They believe that in every doorway there was evil spirits hanging around. If you stepped on the threshold, the evil spirits then, if you stepped on it, that's why people would step over the threshold. If you stepped on it, the evil spirits then would come into the building. And so people would step over the threshold. This is where the custom of carrying the bride over the threshold came from. The bride was lifted to ensure that the evil spirits didn't enter her body through the soles of her feet and come into the house. (laughs) Different cultures believe that a bride who tripped over their threshold of a new home as they entered the new home uh, or entered in with their left foot would bring bad years of luck, bad luck, bad 
The marriage would break apart. The husband was thought to be immune. <laughs> this was all on the woman. So the husband then would lift her up and carry her over the threshold. And this is where our modern-day custom that we carry our wives over the threshold when we come to our new home as husband and wife came from. <laughs> the pitcher, the pitcher when he's walking off, if he, especially if he's pitching a good game, he will never step on the line but step over it. If he's pitching a perfect game or a shutout, nobody talks to him. That's all superstition. They don't talk to him. They don't look at him. They don't say a word. They don't offer him a drink. They don't. It's superstition. That's it. They're walking off the field. Nobody says a word to them. Nobody pats them on the back. Nobody gives them a high five. Nothing. Jump over the line. Watch them. They look like a bunch of sheep jumping a fence. In our scripture, we read that Paul says to avoid the things that the Gentiles offered to devils. And, and Paul is talking about idol, idolatry here. The things that the Gentiles offered were idolatry to the devils. And so why would we use this scripture? Because superstition is idolatry. It's putting things before God, saying, okay, God, you know, just in case you don't come through, I need this or, you know, Besides superstition, the Bible warns us against the gods of luck and fate. Did you know that? It's in Scripture. The Bible warns us against the gods of luck and fate. Isaiah 65, 11 through 12. This is in the, I'm going to read from the Good News translation. But it will be different for you that forsake me, who ignore Zion, my sacred hill, and worship Gad and Mina, the gods of luck and fate. Say again. 65, 11 through 12. Now, I read from the Good News Translation. So you, Gad and Mean, M-E-N-A. It, it, it will be your fate to die a violent death because you did not answer when I called you or listen when I spoke. Get this. Now, this is the Lord. But it will be different for you that forsake me, who ignore Zion, my sacred hill, and worship the God of luck and fate, which was Gad and Mina. He goes on to say, it will be your fate to die a violent death. You chose your own fate because you did not answer when I called you or listened when I spoke. You chose to disobey me and do evil. That's what believing in luck and fate is about. Again, it's, it's part of superstition. Gad was a pagan deity, and he was the god of good fortune. And so when people believed in good fortune or luck, they they were, if they didn't offer that to God, they were believed in fortune and good luck. And do we believe in fortune and good luck? <laughs> no, we don't. Is there anything? Is there any such thing as luck? <laughs> Preparation meet opportunity. That that's called faith, not luck. That's what faith is. Yeah. This guy, this this Gad, good was worshipped by a number of Hebrews during the Babylonian captivity. They they worshipped that particular god. All anxious cultures, when you look at them, have at least one god of, or goddess of 
the luck or fortune. Good luck or fortune. All of them have it. Ever hear of the term lady luck? Lady luck be with you? Lady luck was the Roman goddess Fortuna. That's who lady luck is. You ever wish somebody lady luck be with you? You're wishing the god of Fortuna be with you. That's what you're saying. This seems innocent, but it's not innocent. Fortuna. The god of, of, of good luck. Fortuna. Fortune. Good fortune. The goddess. She's actually a goddess. It's not known how many Christians actually believe in luck because you can't. It's hard to find out how many Christians really believe in luck. But here's the deal. If there are Christians that believe in bad luck, that also means they believe in good luck. It doesn't mean they're trusting God. It means that if they believe in bad luck, they believe in good luck. They're not going to believe in just one. And that takes away from what God is and who God is. Zephaniah 1 and 5. This is from the Good News translation. I will destroy anyone who goes up on the roof and worships the sun, the moon, and the stars. So that knocks out astrology. It's pretty easy. I will also destroy those who worship me, but then take oaths in the name of the god Moloch. Ever hear of the term, don't put your eggs in one basket? This comes from the god Moloch, M-O-L-E-C-H. It means you shouldn't focus or resource one hope, one strategy, and one place for success. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You should always have an alternate or backup plan. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Just in case, it's better to be safe than sorry. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, this makes a lot of sense when it comes to eggs. It makes no sense when it comes to God. Because when it comes to God, put all your eggs in the one basket, God. But, but we use that term and we, you know, it makes sense in, it makes sense in eggs. It just doesn't make sense with God because that's a wise man once said, let Satan have a tiny piece of your heart and he'll torment you until he has it all. Offer the Lord half your heart and he'll have none of it. Because you can't half-heartedly love God, serve God, believe God, trust God, have faith. You can't, God doesn't accept half-heartedly. It's not halfway there. That's why luck and good fortune and superstition and all. And I'm only bringing this up because I, the things that I read about that these were, this was this was a what's the word? This was a religious. Uh, this was a religious group taking a religious poll. This wasn't CNN taking a poll to see if they could put down Christians. This was a religious group, Christian group taking a Christian poll. So they were looking for answers. What's going on here? And superstition is rampant in the church in America. When one out of four people, now get this, when we show up here on Sunday, one out of every four of us here are superstitious. There's almost 12 here, so that means three of us are superstitious. Okay, who is it? We often... Trust and believe in things, not thinking a second thing about them, when in fact they're just idolatrous. They don't give God His due. We're not really trusting God. If you believe in luck, I knew a guy, we <laughs> played football with him in high school, never washed his socks the whole season. His uniform was washed. Everything was washed but his socks. 
Wouldn't wash his socks. If he washed his socks, it'd bring bad luck. Well, he didn't have a lot of friends either. Man, that stunk. Listen, the Lord requires all of our heart. There's no room for superstition in the church. Can you think of, I'm going to stop right here. Can you think of any superstitious things that you're aware of? Now, I'm going to don't call out people's names. That's not what I'm asking here. Well, I know Brother So-and-so believes. Not that. Can you think of anything superstitious that we in America believe? Yeah. Yeah. What a lucky guy. Yeah. That's bad luck. Yeah. It's we just think that way. Yeah. It's meant it's not meant to be idolatrous. The problem is that that luck and fortune are from the goddess Fortuna. That's where they came from. That was the establishing of that. And we have to be aware of those things. Not saying anything, just we, listen, let's all be honest. Don't we all think that? Don't we all think when somebody wins the $300 million lottery, man, what a lucky dude or what a lucky group. Luck had nothing to do with it. There was no luck in it. Oh, yeah, that many millions of people? It's not luck at all. The luck of the draw, yeah. Yeah. And what is what is really the luck of the draw? It's it's really just Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not really luck. But we you're right. We we use those terms. We Yeah, why is seven a lucky number and 13 unlucky? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Do you ever know anybody that they believe that when they were sick with a certain thing, they could go out and find stump water? And take stump water and mix it with a green and heat it up, and then that was because it was stump water. You never heard that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing is, there's no luck about it. There's no, it probably is a, it's medicinal, yeah. But they attribute it to other things. There's a professional tennis player. I think he's number two or number three in the world right now. At every single point, he does this. Every single point. 
and they kept talking about how bad it was a tick. And so, you know, that some people have ticks, and they do the same thing. And, and so they asked him about it. He said, no, no, that brings me good luck. <laughs> I thought he was wiping the sweat off. Yeah, Father, the Son, Holy Ghost, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some pitchers will, will only enter one side of the mound. Yeah, baseball has a lot. So do we have things that, do we have things in our life? Do you have things in your life you do, and, and they become habitual because we, be, we get used to them, that you don't, you know, remember the old deal when you're walking on the sidewalk? Did you, did you, did you jump the crack? Uh, I know, yeah, some kids were over there going, jumping on the crack. But kids, kids literally, would, you know, we think all of that is innocent. But it, but it, in, it inbreeds in us a mentality. And that's that God doesn't have everything in hand. If I was to think that if I stepped on a crack, it would break my mom's back, why wouldn't God be t- protecting my mom, even if I'm stupid enough to step on the crack? That, that all that seems innocent, but the problem with superstition is it begins to weed itself in the Christian life. Weeds come in and they're small and they grow and they, and they get they mix in with the rest. All of a sudden, it's the you notice it about if you if you plant. You know, I deal with this in my garden. I deal this with my yard, like you do too. You mow your yard and you got you fertilize it, and do all that stuff, and you plant your grass. And man, it all looks good coming up. Then all of a sudden, you notice there's one something over that's bigger than the rest. And it's never the grass. It's never the tomatoes. It's always the weed. And, and that's what superstition, it's like sin. It will weed itself into your life, and it becomes the biggest thing in your life if you let it, if you let it grow, if you let it proliferate in, in, your, in your personal garden. You, you, we, have to just, we have to believe that God takes care of us, that he, he protects us, that he guards us. Listen, if you need an alternate deity of any type to fall back on, what's a, what would be an alternate deity? We've been talking about it. Luck. That's an alternate deity. God doesn't have my life, or if he doesn't come through for me, maybe I'll be lucky enough to. When you need that, you're not really believing what God said he's going to do. He said he's going to take care of it. He's going to take care of it. If you practice superstitions in order to avoid bad luck, like a rabbit's foot, a clover, to have good luck or bad luck, then, you know, it's really time to repent over the gods of Gad and Mina and Fortuna and any other pagan god because that's where those all came from. True followers of Jesus really reject. Paul was very adamant. It's all in the Old Testament because in the Old Testament you read a lot about witchcraft and you read a lot about superstition and astrology and all those things it was but it really there were the change between the old and the new testament was from law to grace the change from the old and new testament didn't eliminate superstitions the superstitions are still here because we're people we're, we're mankind and so we have to understand that what they dealt with back then is still today. It's, it's, there's, no, there's, no, no, there's no difference. God controls the entire world. Proverbs 16 and 4, God made everything with a place and a purpose. Even the wicked are included, but for judgment. When it comes to superstition, remember what Jesus said. Jesus said this, no one can serve two masters. 
If you're a believer in luck, luck is your master. If you're believing good fortune, good fortune is your master. You can't serve two masters. You got to serve Jesus. That you, you know, he, he's talking about God and man and God and money. But understanding it, it, you know, this goes for choosing any God. Colossians two, verses eight through ten. I'll just. This is from the Message Bible. Watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. Watch out. They want to drag you off into endless arguments that amount to nothing. It's not that we're not supposed to have big words and not supposed to, it's not that, but be careful of those that will drag you into those arguments that absolutely have no meaning. They spread their ideas through the empty traditions of human beings and the empty superstitions of spirit beings. Understand what the writer is saying here. Superstition is a spirit. It comes from spirit beings. But that's not the way of Christ. Everything of God gets expressed in Him so you can see and hear Him clearly. You don't need a tel- this, this is one thing I like about this version. You don't need a telescope. You don't need a microscope. You don't need a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of the universe without Him. When you come to Him, that fullness comes together for you. C.S. Lewis said this, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything. That's a pretty powerful statement. And so I'll just say this, and I'll end this. Superstition, when Jesus touches your life, you have no need for luck, good fortune. When Jesus touches your life, you have no need for that. There's no purpose in it. If you find yourself with a need for it, you found yourself with a weed in your garden. And the best thing to do is not cut the weed down. Pull it up by its root. Because the weed has a strong root system. If my tomatoes had as good a root system as the weeds in my garden, man, I would be selling tomatoes to all of Dallas-Fort Worth. And that's the way superstition is. It'll get in and it'll weed and it'll, it'll grow and it'll proliferate and you ever had this deal where you had a field that kept getting weeds and you finally gave up and quit cutting it? I have. There was a portion of my property that I kept cutting it, wanting that grass to look good, and the weeds kept, so I quit cutting it. And you know what took over? The weeds. It's that simple. The fire ants, yeah. So I got, I got something to kill the root system of the weeds. And once I killed the root system of the weeds, that's, that's the what superstition. You've got to kill the root system. What is the root of superstition? It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's not something we conjure up in our mind. It's actually part of the spirit world. One thing, I, I'm not a devil chaser. I, you know, I, I have friends that, and <laughs> okay, I won't go there. <laughs> that's all they do is chase devils. You know, the devil's laughing the whole time you're chasing him. He's just running a little faster than you are. We don't need to be chasing devils. Just pluck them up by the root. Throw them in the fire. Get rid of them. Anybody have any? Bishop, you have any superstitious things for us? No. <laughs> the, the only thing about weeds is weeds always have seeds of twins. Yeah. One germinates and, and blossoms. The other one will lay dormant until you pull up the other one by the root. Then the, the second one will germinate, and it'll produce a second seed. Mm-hmm. 
and it's and it can it's a continuum. Generous thing. It's a continuum. You ever wonder why you pull those up and there's more there? I, I pulled that up. Yeah. 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 We weeds have a way of survival. Uh, I think superstitions that way. Uh, you know, it's just a way of survival. Were you around the church when the generational curse went through? Yeah. That's the biggest fallacy in the world. Yeah. Generational. Y'all heard that? Generational curse. Yeah. <laughs> it's after after the flood, God ended sin in four generations. Instead of ten. In, instead of or nine or multiple, ten. right? Yeah. Because he knew he let sin go seven generations, and he had to repent that he ever made man. But mercy. He said it could go to thousands of generations. We can actually give a heritage of mercy to our children yeah. by building the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That means we're doing something for someone else. God bless you. Good to see you. We'll see you this Sunday. For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather, and you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.